Good morning and welcome to AC23, the podcast of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, where our mission is to foster the creative capacity and vibrancy of the capital region through advocacy, resources, and education. I'm Pam Bordelon, and welcome to AC23. Joining me this morning are Clay Ashe and his buddy Ziggy and Chase Bernard. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so, um, y'all, Chase, uh, not Chase, Clay, you have some very, very exciting news about Ziggy and company. What? What's the latest? Sure. We have Ziggy, season two of Ziggy's Arts Adventure is coming out now. Uh, we post it to YouTube, so it's available for anyone, anywhere. Um, and we've got four episodes out now of that we will do hopefully by the end of the year. Okay. Where else besides YouTube can you get this? The LPB page. There's a Ziggy's Arts Adventure page that you can go to at, that you can find at lpb.org. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a webpage. It's a ziggy.lpb.org. Okay. So where else? What else? They, and, and I went to the LPB's uh Louisiana Public Broadcasting's page and saw that there's some educational components to this season. Uh, yeah, no, so we've, Ziggy's Arts Adventure has always been an arts education show, so we were able this year to start creating resources for, uh, well, for anyone really, but oftentimes for arts educators and teachers, mm-hmm. um, homeschool programs, um, or if you just want to do arts activities with your kids at home, we have an arts activity that goes with every episode now. Okay. So how long did it take you to create season two? Um, (laughs) (laughs) what was the process to create season two might be an easier question there were like 10 years where we were like developing it and then we did season one (laughs) bit of a loaded question uh, yeah yeah so we we started writing season two about a calendar year ago now uh and so it's a it's about a year-long process between writing it we take a couple of months and then the pre-production and producing of it takes a couple of months you only really get you know a couple of weeks to shoot it and then the post-production takes a couple of months okay um it's 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 a full year by the time we're all done so who all helps who all helped with this process oh so many people (laughs) um i mean we have great partners at lpb um we have. I have a team of puppeteers that we've been using for a really long time, as well as the, the you know film professionals. It's an entirely locally staffed uh, crew. Uh, we use a lot of local film people that have been working in the film industry in Louisiana for a long time. So, Ziggy, what was your favorite part about? taping season two. Oh, it was getting to meet all the amazing people. I, I, I got to meet uh, Tank and the Bangas and, and Kenny O'Neill and, and Michael Papa John. So many amazing people that just had so, so many stories to tell and, and just wonderful art to share with me. It was just the most awesome experience that I could have asked for. So, um, tell us about, and so Clay, I'm going to back up to you mm-hmm. here a minute. Uh, where did Ziggy come from? How did Ziggy come about? A planet far, far away. Very, very far. <laughs> so our the origin story is um, it, it, is that uh, I was imagining what would happen if somebody found the Voyager 2 exhibition with the large gold record. And so, um, you know, we imagined Ziggy has, is the alien who has found um, the, the Voyager golden record and has heard 
music. He comes from a planet that doesn't have art, and so when he heard music for the first time, um, he came to Earth to uh, discover its source uh, and learn more about it. Okay. So this just all popped into your brain one day? No, over like 10 years. It was a really long time. <laughs> it took a really, really long time. But like we developed, and I mean, I say we because you know, my wife Kirsten and Chase and yeah. quite a few of the people have been with us for a really long time. And so there's just been a lot of, a lot of time and collaboration to sort of go into it and make it the detailed, layered thing that it can be now. So why did Clay want to become a puppeteer? Because actors are too hard to work with. <laughs> like, it's the, uh, you have complete control. I have. I, they are an inanimate object. They do not require paying. No, uh, um, no the, I mean, I, I, was, I loved this stuff as a kid. I was a huge, huge Jim Henson fan, and I loved The Muppet Show and Fraggle Rock and all of that stuff. And uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse is what I also like to mention. That's not a, a Jim Henson thing. Um, but, like, uh, I, I loved puppet stuff. And so at some point I was working in the film industry here in Louisiana and just missed making things with my hands. So eventually that turned into um, puppets and they, they keep your hands very busy. I bet, <laughs> yeah. I bet. So Chase, what got you into puppetry? Oh man, that's a real, kind of also a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing kind of puppetry on and off as a kid, but it was more of like a little hobby thing I would do every once in a while. Um, but I met Clay while I was at LSU doing um, a, a show called Children in the Dark. It was a, a ba- basically a bunch of alumni came in and did a show, and uh, there was a particular scene where I needed to play a puppet. Okay. And uh, they were like, oh, well, we know this guy, and, and he makes puppets, so um, uh, we'll get him to come in and make us puppet, and uh, he'll, he'll give it to you. And I was like, cool. And um, so that day comes, I meet Clay, and I get to see this puppet, and I'm just, like, really excited to be able to, you know, do this. And I remember before he left, I, come, I, I, went, I went over to him, and I was like, hey, if you ever need anybody to, like, build puppets or uh, do puppet stuff with or, like, perform or anything, let me know. And I, I, every time this question comes up, I always talk about how, like, when I just remember Clay's face being, like, so, like, confused, concerned. <laughs> he was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, just, like, that question, had, or that had never been asked of him before. And that was the beginning of our working relationship. And, well, after parades and a bunch of, like, Ziggy YouTube stuff and then Ziggy at LPB, I mean, here we are, you yeah. know. So how long ago was that? Oh, I want to say that was uh, 2018, 2019, maybe? No. No, it was early. No, 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 sorry. It was really? earlier than that. It was. I'm thinking 2017, 2016. Yeah. 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 It was, I, I'm sorry. It was, it was kind of right as I was, Dash was born in 2016, and Dash was little bitty, 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 bitty yeah. when we were doing that stuff. So how has Ziggy morphed over the years, or has he morphed over the years? <laughs> um. The you know it's funny because the the characters develop they become deeper and more interesting but it's the world I find that has morphed really we were creating a YouTube channel that like if you had asked me what was the purpose of it I would have been like I don't know I just want to share neat stuff with kids stuff I think is neat you know I, neat I, <laughs> <laughs> that's your new word for the night Ziggy yeah, oh no it's my Ziggy's, favorite word yeah, actually Ziggy's, Ziggy's uh, which I think that uh, that just came about just because that was a word that um, I would use, and I, yeah. I think Ziggy just started using it, and it, it yep. actually turned into a bigger thing. That's true. <laughs> so, really, what you know, we were developing characters and we were building a world, and when LPB got involved 
you know, they had a, a, a grant and they were like, look, we have this grant. If you can create educational programming, do you think you could teach something with this world? And I said, if, if art counts, I can definitely teach art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we, we brought in Elizabeth Foos, who's our incredible, um, our uh, incredible educational advisor and, and okay. my writing partner in it um, to, to make sure that we're teaching those art concepts in a way that kids are actually learning and is useful for educators. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking the war, taking the characters and then morphing that world into a world where we were specifically trying to teach art um, was the big m- morph, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not a big leap. I was going to tell kids about like punk rock and, you know, <laughs> it, wasn't, John, it, it wasn't far off. <laughs> it wasn't far off. <laughs> so Ziggy, tell me about your, uh, you, these guys live in a garage, right? A junkyard. A yeah, junkyard. Yeah. A junkyard, yeah. A junkyard art center. That's right. A junkyard mm-hmm. art center. Sometimes we feel like that here, at, <laughs> over here at the Arts Council. <laughs> Depending on what we got going no, it's, on. It's sometimes very it, nice here, though. You, know, you guys have a wonderful <laughs> new building. That, yeah, but every now and then when we got a whole bunch of stuff going on at the same yeah. time, we look like a junkyard. It's a little chaotic. <laughs> so, uh, Ziggy, who who else hangs out at the junkyard with you? Oh, well, we've got so many people. Okay, um, so we've got, of course, we've got River. He's kind of like the head person. He kind of keeps all our heads together, and um, well, uh, I mean, I mean, more or less. But he, he's he's a leader of sorts, and and he's he's just kind of been the one that's been pushing us along. We've got Jack, who uh, oh, also I should guess I should say who plays instruments because they also play an instrument. So um, River, he plays the guitar, uh, electric guitar, and then we have uh, Jack, who plays the acoustic guitar, and he's kind of um, you know, uh, he kind of keeps to himself sometimes. He's really really smart. Um, and he has lots of little seeds of wisdom that come out of nowhere sometimes. But uh, <laughs> he's he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And I, I really appreciate him whenever I'm down and I just need someone to talk to. Uh, oh, and there's Nick. And he plays the piano. He's this wonderful, flamboyant person that just always wants to share the world with everyone else. And and he's just he's just a wonderful friend to have because he just... He's always so out there and outgoing, and he always pushes me to be the best person that I can be. And then there's, of course, Pat, who's the punk rocker of the group, and it plays the bass. Um, she's really great, uh, and and she's well, she would always read me bedtime stories whenever I first got and first landed here on um, Earth, and. She's just fantastic. We've also got Cynthia, who plays the uh, uh, the the saxophone, and she also cooks an amazing gumbo. So I always love getting to have her gumbo whenever she makes it. <laughs> and then we finally got Al, and he plays the drums, and he's just amazing. He's very down to earth, very centered, and uh, sometimes whenever I've got a complicated problem, I can bring it to him, and he's just very matter of fact. And he's like, "Here's what you got to do, Ziggy," and okay. he's great. Okay, great. so you did it. so <laughs> I did it. <laughs> So River is the cool dude. He's like the really cool. Well, um, River is a cool dude. I would say, but I would say the person who's the cool dude is like Jack. He's really mellow and like laid back. But but River, River's got a bit of a you know he 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 sometimes gets a lot of anxiety. Sometimes he has to wrangle a bunch of us together because we're always doing things over at the Junkyard Arts Center. But um, but he he's still able to do it, you know. And I I really look up to River because he's. You know, he's got the hardest job of all of us, which is to really make the Junkyard Arts Center work. And sometimes when you're, you know, when you're in charge, it's, you know, it's not an easy job. And sometimes maybe you're not the most equipped for it, but you make do. And, you know, River River really does that. Okay. He steps up to the plate. He steps up to the plate. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't say it better myself. So, Clay, what are some of the art projects that, that uh, Ziggy and the gang do? What do they do? Well, it's um, part of the fun of having your world be in a junkyard slash art center is that the uh, the junkyard sort of su- 
is a, a supply a supply system for you know whatever your creativity and imagination can come up with and the art center is your permission to do it you know so i'm i love how open ended it is it's everything from breaking pottery to make mosaics to um drawing and painting as well as like rec- uh recording music and uh putting on plays i'm trying to think of many we it's a it's a it's a blast to write because we really do we joke we're just like where are the stained glass artists because like, yeah. we're just constantly trying to figure out who we haven't gotten to play it's, with yet. You it's know? a sculptor's paradise. Yes, it is. It is. We, we have a whole sculpture garden. <laughs> we actually had a sculptor on this uh, most recent episode. Actually, the the, epi- the episode that came out yesterday, as of this recording, uh, on the thirteenth, uh, mm-hmm. is episode four, starring a wonderful sculpture Anne Bujold who we absolutely love and adored playing with. She was really great. So who are some of the other artists that you've worked with that people might? Well, we had, we got really exciting this season. We have yet to come tank from tank and the bangers and Michael Papa John, who's a, you know, well-known actor who lives here in Baton Rouge. Um, we have Kenny Neal, Wow. Um, you know, uh, we have like little, multiple Grammys this year on the, the show, you know. Yeah, so we did a little blues. Did a little blues. Did Kenny Neal was magic. I, he was good. <laughs> Kenny Neal, he's, he's, getting, he's getting old. He'll still steal your girlfriend. He's just charming as he can be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, w- I was always a huge fan of The Muppet Show. And yeah. it's it always seemed like, and then in post, post-show episodes, interviews the the stars that came and performed with the Muppets always said that was like one of the highlights yeah. you know it was yeah, it yeah, was yeah. if you got asked to perform with Kermit and company yeah. you were rocking it became yeah no I, by the time they did season five of the Muppet show it was a really big deal and it was hard to get on the show <laughs> uh no and I I see that same I think Chase, you can you can back me up, but like I kind of see that it's a similar oh. joy that people find with getting to play with puppets. You get to be in your inner child. It is it is really wonderful getting to work with these artists and just seeing them kind of light up when they talk to a puppet because it's I don't even know how to explain it really, but it but it, it's like they're just able to open up in a way that they just normally it would it would be much more difficult yeah. and getting to talk and it's and it's just once once we get into that rhythm. It's like they're getting to explain and really open up about their art to Ziggy and the rest of the band. I never thought about it that way. You just touched on something really interesting because they use puppets in therapy. Oh, yeah. With kids for oh, yeah. the same the reason yeah. all the time. And uh, it is, it really seems therapeutic, <laughs> but like people seem really comfortable opening up to a puppet. <laughs> and, like uh, They are a joy to be around. <laughs> you know, they're a lot of fun. They do put a smile on your face. Yeah. So how did the... Um, how did the collaboration with LPB come about? I know I, when I talked to you years ago when you were just starting off and about to put it on YouTube. Right. Uh, which seems like yesterday. Oh, I know. <laughs> your your thing years. was like, oh, if I could ever get get somebody big like LPB to buy into this. So I have now been quoted multiple times. I was on Weekends with Whitney, which is video of me saying it. I, you have a news article, and I know I've been on multiple podcasts over the last 10 years saying, if I could only get a TV show of my own design that I get to make, if only someone would... And they did. They let me. LPB did. Okay, you do. You, good, you. So, uh, no, they, they saw a bunch of the YouTube stuff that we'd been making, but I had, I had friends working at LPB... Uh, from just working in the film industry sure. and 
and basically I think when the right group of people heard like, wait, Clay's making the, this, this stuff is looking pretty good. Uh, I think they, they, they knew me well enough to sort of know I was reliable, um, which helps. Yes. Because <laughs> the outside, it's... He's not just you, a complete wackadoodle. No, no, exactly. You know, the creative side of you is. I embrace the wackadoodle and I use it for everything it's worth, but I, I need to also be reliable. And they knew that, so they, they um, I think that's, that's when they, they started trying to figure out what we were going to do with the concept and when the, the grant money came up and we realized we could do an educational or an arts education show, it gave us the highway we needed to, yeah. to do it. So, uh, you, you mentioned your son, mm-hmm. um, any more kids in the, in the mix? Or just no, that, no, just no, that no, one? no, no, uh, that and Ziggy and the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Ziggy <laughs> and Dash are children enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy, are you a handful? Oh, I'm quite a handful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would expect no less. No less. So does, does, uh, does Dash, what does he think about all yeah, this? Yeah, so having a seven-year-old who's like the perfect age and gets to come sit on set for your TV show that you're making for like, you know, seven to 12-year-olds, like this is his, his he's finally hit my demographic is interesting but the expression the the shoes shoemakers kids never have shoes yeah. is really applies so my kid is absolutely unimpressed with the magic it is not magical to him these puppets are all over the house they are annoying he is really interested in how the magic trick works though so for my kid when he shows up he follows Fred around and Fred's my director of photography and business partner but Fred is the cameraman okay. Fred, Fred got the big cool piece of equipment Fred is there telling everybody how the trick's gonna work Dash loves to know how the magic trick works okay so he's gonna grow up and be a producer yeah then. yes well yeah, actually I would love that a producer uh, no we, we've always joked that he's, he's my little stunt man he's, okay you would think that's because he's wild he's not it's very particular he wants to know how the trick is done and then he measures it out in time. He's very, very particular. It's uh, okay. it's been interesting to watch him be exposed to this. So he's going to love Michael Papa John, right? <laughs> Definitely. No, that was the thing. He he and Papa John have a very similar uh, energy. I'm close friends. I used to be Michael Papa John's assistant back. Oh. One of my many film industry jobs was I was the assistant to Michael Papa John at some point. And uh, I used to joke coming up. I you know I introduced my kid to Papa John, going. I'm going to eventually have to hand him to you. Uh, he's going to need your guidance eventually. But yeah, no, Michael Papa John started as a stuntman uh, and uh, started as a student athlete at OSU yeah. and then became a stuntman and then became an actor. Um, and then, then was on my show. Yeah. And that was it. He never worked again. Worked. <laughs> that was the death nail right there. Huh? That was it. That was it. So um, one more thing. So if somebody is listening and they're, and they're a, a teacher – and they go, how can I get Clay, Ziggy, and the gang to come talk to my students? Is that something people can do? Sure, particularly locally. Um, I'm, I'm easy and often free. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that on the air. Um, I really like showing up and show, you know, I'll bring a couple puppets and show kids what puppeteers do. And we show them an episode of Ziggy, um, which it is useful to me. I love watching kids watch the show. It's it's. It tells me where we're working and where we're not working. Yeah. Um, but there, they, you can contact LPB, and we do have programs where, like, there's a story time play that Ziggy and a few characters will show up and do a performance. Um, and um, there's times that we can come into art classrooms as well. So if you, you know, they can go to LPB, and we are developing systems now to help bring us to you. 
Okay. Well, I know you've been to our, uh, done stuff with our art explosion camps sure. over the years sure. and having two grandchildren that did that, they still talk about clay oh. and the puppets. So oh, that's great. You, 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 did you, they take the puppet class? Yes, they oh, did. Oh, cool. That was a great one. We had a yes, blast. Yes, they did. They, the, 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 I still think the puppets are still floating around my house somewhere. Oh, well, everybody, we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to go to YouTube and search for Ziggy. Ziggy's Arts Adventure. Ziggy Arts Adventure. Or, and check out, um, or you can check out the website at ziggy.lpb.org. That's right. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, everybody, mark your calendar for December 1st for Festival of Lights when the city of Baton Rouge officially kicks off the holiday season. We've got a ton of fun stuff planned. We're going to have community performers on the stage, uh, music. Santa's going to show up and the mayor is going to throw the switch and light up the city's Christmas tree. It's from 4 to 8 on December the 1st, and we'll see you next week. We thank you for joining us this morning for AC23. You can catch replays on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Support for this programming comes from Shell, our generous donors, and members. To help us continue programming like this, please consider joining the Arts Council or becoming a donor. Information can be found on our website, artsbr.org. That's A-R-T-S-B-R dot org. 